0: The online dentistry show is back and promises to be even bigger and better than before. Taking place on Friday 19th of March, the day will see expert speakers from across the dental profession discuss today's hottest topics. There's also up to six hours of ECPD available throughout the day. In addition, take a walk
1: around the virtual exhibition hall and use the opportunity to speak to some of the leading manufacturers about the latest dental technology. Best of all, the whole event is completely free to attend. To find out more, click the link in the podcast description.
0: Okay, so hello and welcome back to the Dentistry Online podcast. I am joined by Dr. Shadi Manucheri, uh, a dentist based in London. Um, So, we're going to be talking about TikTok today, Um, which, I mean, we've spoken about social media on these podcasts previously, but we've never spoken specifically about TikTok. Now I know a lot of people can be quite nervous when it comes to the uh, to the platform. Um, but you seem to have, have mastered it quite well. <laughs> so, so so, when and why did you decide to get involved with TikTok?
1: So TikTok for me was um, almost like an alternative to Instagram when I started. So I started my uh, professional, if you like, social media channels, actually it was about a year ago, just before the pandemic and lockdown and everything. And I was doing a lot of reading around the subject. I was doing a lot of research on how to do well and how to, you know, build this platform and create content. And I came across this guy who said, actually, if you want to do well, and if you want to build a platform on Instagram, you have to get on TikTok because it's a new platform and, you know, the reach is much greater because Instagram, because it's been around for a while now, it's kind of saturated. Uh, whereas TikTok is this new platform you know everyone's just finding out about it everyone's just getting on there so now is a good time to join because the algorithm is so favorable for new creators um, and i didn't really read too much into that because you know i felt a little bit awkward i didn't know if i could make videos because TikTok is a platform that seemed like it was for you know teenagers doing trending dances that kind of thing you know nothing that would align with the professional image that i was trying to put out there and then i think it and i didn't just download the pop, uh the platform or anything and then you know they do a lot of ads you know if you've been coming like on your social media uh-huh. there's these random ads popping up and tiktok kept popping up wherever i was whether i was on instagram youtube wherever it just kept popping up and this one day i just had enough of it and i was like <laughs> fine i'm gonna download it um so i downloaded it and i was just just an observer i didn't i think i can't remember what my handle was i don't think it was anything dental Um, But I was just purely on there to look. And I remember the day that I downloaded it, I was there for two hours, just scrolling through laughing my head off. And it was so refreshing to see that, you know, people were just being spontaneous. They were just there for a laugh because Instagram to me seemed like a very polished platform where everybody had, you know, planned out their captions, planned out the contents of how it looks. And and I'm the same, you know, it, it has to follow a certain pattern. It's just a very visually pleasing aesthetic platform. That's what it is. TikTok seemed like the complete opposite. It was very spontaneous, you know, people were just having a laugh. And I was there for two hours laughing instead of, you know, being on Instagram, comparing yourself to others. So that's how I initially got interested in the platform. And then lockdown happened and I wasn't doing anything else. And I think on TikTok, when you watch enough videos, you'd want to create one. So I just started and one of them took off and it kind of motivated <laughs> me to keep going. And that's that's how it started.
0: That's amazing. So you kind of got, you, the adverts were, were so intense that you thought, right, that
1: works. Yeah, yeah they, they actually
0: work. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good to know their marketing working. working. Um, so I mean, I know I am I'm, I'm on TikTok. I don't I have never created something myself, but much like you said there, I'm an observer and it, it does make me laugh. Um and I know a lot of my friends say I've gotten a TikTok car when you're on it for hours and hours and hours. Yeah. Um but some of the stuff on there is really impressive. Um and I know it can be quite overwhelming um to look at these videos and think, I don't know what I'm doing on here. Because I've had a little look over like sort of around the tools and things, and I think I don't even know where to start. Yeah.
1: So how really yeah, so difficult
0: yeah how, how did you get was it just a sort of trial and error
1: yeah, I think that's what it was. I mean I started filming videos of my cat, just like trending back because I would see you know the algorithm looks at what you like and what you look at a lot. And it just so happened that I was looking at a lot of cat videos and and anything that I saw, I, you know, wanted to recreate it. And that's how I started to play around with the um, editing and all of that. And, you know, even now there's bits that I don't understand, but I think the more you play around with it, the more you get the hang of it. And it's just been exactly like you said, a case of trial and error, but initially it is very, very daunting. Um, But, you know, if you think about it, if you can, you can post videos on private where no one can see it. So you can try, and fail as much as you can before you um, put a video to go out live.
0: That's a really good point. Um, I think a lot of people, I know you mentioned the Instagram as well. I know people um, perhaps on a less professional scale, but have sort of another Instagram where they sort of see how it looks. Like you said, with with Instagram, you can really plan it and you can follow a certain sort of aesthetic idea that you want to portray. Mm -hmm. Um, I know a lot of people then post on another, another account to make sure that it's following that kind of theme, if you will. Um, so there's no reason why you can't do the same with with TikTok. Um, but I mean, you did a you did a 90 second um, video with us um, last year. And on that you said you're really keen to sort of break down the negative public perception of dentistry. Um, and looking at your, your TikTok account, which obviously has, I think I, I looked, it's come up to 120,000 followers on there now. Um, yeah, many of whom I can imagine are members of the public. They're not going to be dentists necessarily. Um, So how have you been using TikTok to sort of break down this perception?
1: So when I first started creating dental related TikTok videos, it was very much about my journey and how I got to be a dentist and a lot of prospective applicants and students were reaching out to me and that's, you know, where it started from. And then after that, I kind of decided to um, kind of aim some of the videos at the Mm -hmm. public as well about, you know, stuff that is very obvious to us, but may not be obvious to uh, the public and you know that's the feedback that I get from my patients as well. And uh, so I started to create some videos that I thought were fun and the feedback was was positive as well <laughs> about um, you know, just general, very, very basic dental stuff, like what causes decay, how you can prevent it. And I try very hard to be as real as I can, as honest as I can, because I'm sure if you've seen my TikTok videos, you would have heard that I'm a big fan of Harry And I, I talk about that. I make a point to talk about that because I don't want people to think that we're up on a pedestal and we're judging everyone and looking down on everyone. It's, I think it's important to show them that we're human. You know, we have a human side. We're just trying to help them. And, you know, the feedback that I've been getting throughout my journey with, from my patients is that I'm not the typical dentist that they would expect, you know, that, or if, yeah, you know, if they've had negative uh, experiences in the past from, you know, old school type of dentistry, um, the feedback that I've been getting is that this is very different and I know a lot of my colleagues are similar to me in their approach and I think it's just helping with creating those videos it's just helping to show that side to a much wider um, audience as such you know much wider reach than just the patients I see in the clinic.
0: Yeah absolutely Um, I mean there's so many people I know so many people in general would say they have a phobia of the dentist um, and I think sort of seeing that dentists you know healthcare professionals can be quite daunting um, when you're a patient not just in dentistry just in general and I think like you said back then it's really important to, to break down um, to, to add a fun element to it as well you need to know that these people who are seeing you have a life outside of what they're doing yeah. and, and it's really refreshing to see that and I've, I've said this to somebody before I go and see my dentist and I went to see my hygienist the other week and it's really it's nice when they talk to you about things um, in general and, and you know that they're
1: just people and, and just having the sort of same kind of life as you are. Um, yeah, Do You know, I think with with dentistry, I mean, I have a lot of medics in the family. My brother's a doctor and I have a lot of friends who are doctors. Their profession, the dynamic of their profession is very different to ours. You know, if you go and see a doctor, you kind of have to see them. You don't you rarely go for a checkup. Um, you have to see them, you know, that dynamic is very different. But in terms of our patients coming to see us, they come and see us regularly for checkups, their entire family might be coming to see us. I mean, I've been in the clinic um, for now two, two and a half years. And I see the same patients coming back, I see, you know, I don't want to sound too old, but I see their children growing up, like, (laughs) it's a very different dynamic. And I think if they trust you, you uncover a lot of things like dentistry is just besides the point, they come and see you about their problems, if they're having, you know, I've had lots of patients break down in the chair if they were stressed like new mums you know it's it's if you can build that relationship with the patients then it's it, it makes a big impact to them and you know if we help them in in some way be it from a dental perspective or otherwise then that's really what what we do why we do what we do
0: yeah yeah no definitely do you think this has become sort of more relevant in the last 12 months because i mean i, I know everyone's fed up of talking about covid but it unfortunately is still very relevant and dentistry was hit particularly hard by it mm-hmm. um with yeah. this this sort of public perception that it wasn't really the place where where you'd want to be um uh, but you've do you, yeah have you found this kind of you know making people feel comfortable do you think this has become especially yeah especially relevant in the last 12 months
1: definitely yeah because we're one of the places one of the few places that are open right now yeah. so you know every time I, I i'm in a habit that if i keep patients waiting even for a few minutes i always always apologize to them because i hate to be kept waiting when i have an appointment. <laughs> So every time I've apologized to a patient, they're like, no, we have nowhere else to be. Like, it's fine. The waiting room was great. Like, we're just having a coffee. Like, don't don't mind us. So, yeah, you know, we're one of the few places that are open. Patients come in. Everyone is stressed now. I found that a lot of people are clenching their teeth because they're stressed and they come and they offload. And it's, you know, they're not seeing their friends and family. You know, a lot of my Invisalign patients would have seen me a lot more in the past 12 months than their dearest and nearest. So it it's definitely changed in the last 12 months but i think if anything it's had a positive impact to the to the patient experience and they've you know infectious diseases have has have been something that we've been dealing with since forever you know we have infection uh, control uh, protocols and i think people are just starting to understand and appreciate the importance of that and and you know the fact that we've gone above and beyond even our existing universal infection uh, control policies it just makes them feel comfortable and yeah. safe
0: Definitely that's very important at the moment and I, th- I think that initial reluctance actually uh, from what I've seen anyway obviously I'm not I'm not a dental professional myself but after conversations with people who are clinicians that that perhaps reluctance had, was broken down quite early um, and, and people were reassured and I know a lot of people have said they've actually seen sort of a massive uptake in patient interest um, over the last sort of six months um, which is great to hear because it shows that people do want to get back to the dentist and people are still taking interest in all kinds of treatments um, and and that's good and from both a a health point of view and from a business point of view um, both of those things are yeah important Um, but I mean back to TikTok so talk us through the process of of creating a TikTok because I know obviously like I said earlier I'm so overwhelmed with how many how many options there are and and how to even do it Um, so how yeah how how do you sort of get your ideas and how do you see them through
1: yeah so I have a list I have in my notes I have a list of the videos I want to create and um you know ideas will come to me and I'll always write them down whenever they come to me um I was actually going through the videos that I've been creating you know occasion I've just been looking at a few of them over the last year and I was just looking at how my style has changed and how that's all changed so I like to draw inspiration from uh, just going through TikTok videos. I think if you see the trends, you always want to put your own take on it. And it, it can be challenging at times because those trends aren't necessarily um, directed towards a professional approach. It's very much a, a fun kind of um, dancing around. But, you know, I try to put my own my own twist on it. Um, and I think with, with TikTok, it's as there are more creators on that platform, especially dental professionals that are now Uh, coming on there and creating videos there is a certain I think there is with with any sort of social media there is a certain etiquette to be followed like you draw inspiration from videos but you don't go and copy them you know because that's not good at all but uh, I make a point that if I if if a video inspires me you know if it's really inspired you you obviously credit the video and you say where it's come from but yeah I try and draw inspiration from it and Just, you know, look at my props. Like, what do I have around me? Especially if I'm in in the clinic, this really helps. We've got this model that's now become famous. Everyone always messages me saying, where did you get that (laughs) dental model? And I really don't know where I got it from. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I look at my props around me, my toothbrushes, my um, toothpaste, uh, if they're particularly colorful, that kind of thing. I try to think about the setting, the lighting. This is the stuff that initially you don't really think about. Um, But I think being... (laughs) being a girl i've always been mindful of you know lighting and and angles and that kind of thing and those are the things that you need to be mindful of for some people that would be easier than others um and then just try and understand the platform of how you edit um how you put special effects how you add the text duration of the text all these little features that you should have a play around with. I don't particularly like my videos to be too edited. I know a lot of people put like really impressive special effects on there and stuff. I I don't do that just because it takes a lot of time. And a lot of these big creators on the platforms have teams that help them create that video, you know, whereas with me, it's just me from idea to execution. It's all me. Um, and usually, you know, that this, I was thinking about this going through the videos, um, a few days ago, actually, that when it was lockdown, I had a lot more time to be creative, to spend time changing outfits and doing trending music, that kind of thing. Whereas now, obviously being back at the clinic and having taken on more responsibilities compared to where I was last year, the dynamic has changed. I now have less time to dedicate to it. So the type of videos that I create are slightly different. Um, So I think think just starting is a good way of learning okay for anyone who's thinking of being on the platform I think just start playing around with it and you will soon soon understand it and get the hang of it maybe that's what I need to do
0: (laughs) (laughs) just need to put aside a couple of hours and actually have a proper look at it um what are there any sorts of I'm always interested in this there any anything that does better than others is anything that you find people particularly take to Mm.
1: So this is really, really interesting. Very good question, but it's very difficult to understand. I don't think anyone fully understands a TikTok algorithm because one video um, could do really well, but a similar video could do really badly. Um and I was I actually posted something on my Instagram, one of the videos that's gone, you know, quotation marks viral recently. It's had over a million views. It's a video I created literally in 15 seconds whilst I was waiting in a waiting room, in a Zoom waiting room for a presentation i was doing and it's it's crazy because i could spend hours on a video and it wouldn't do well but a video that you create in 15 seconds could do really well there's i mean if you watch all the videos and stuff about tiktok and how the algorithm works and that kind of thing it's to do with retention of your viewer so how how much of that video they actually watch so if you have a 60 second video and they only watch the first few seconds of it that's not that's going to tell the algorithm this is a really bad video whereas if they watch it rewatch it send it to others like it comment on it that kind of thing then it tells the algorithm that this is a good video and then that puts it on more people's pages so there are certain rules i guess that are very general and that's how the algorithm should work but i don't think anyone fully understands how it actually works but I think from a dental professional point of view, we're used to auditing our performance, whether it's dental notes, clinical notes, x-rays, that kind of thing. I have made a habit of auditing my social media posts, not officially or formally, but just going through them, see, seeing what works, what doesn't work, um, because a lot of it is trial and error. And you, yeah, so a, a lot of what you think might work might not actually work, and vice versa. So a lot of it is just creating different styles of videos and seeing what works best for you. Because with, with TikTok, I think it's very much dependent on the creator, you know, with Instagram, you can just have an image that goes, yeah, you know, gets posted with a caption. Whereas with TikTok, it's, you, you can't hide behind anything. Your personality is a hundred percent exposed. So um, you have to see what works best for you.
0: I can imagine that's quite scary um, doing it first. I mean, I can, obviously you said you've been sort of, Doing it as you do it now, since the last lockdown or the first lockdown, even. Um, I forgot we're in our third one. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost count now. Just, yeah, I actually, have. <laughs> I actually have. Um, but yeah, I can, I can. Like you said, it's it's not as. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Instagram, you can really curate it and make it as you want it to be seen. But it's you when it's a TikTok, and if you are the focus, you're the person who's going to be in the videos. Um, yeah, it's, there's a lot to, that people can see there. Um, so it can be yeah. quite scary putting yourself out there. I can imagine.
1: Um, yeah, And I was really, really apprehensive initially and really awkward because I didn't want to come across as, you know, someone who's unprofessional. I think it's important yeah. to be relatable, but still we have to maintain a degree of professionalism on any kind of social media platform. So that balance was a bit difficult for me to get right. Um, because obviously anybody can comment, anybody can share your video, anybody can duet it, which is something that I didn't know, you know, everybody can react to your video and they might say not very nice things, uh, which thankfully hasn't happened to me yet, but it, it, it can happen. I mean, that that's a really good point you made there, you said it hasn't happened to you yet, but obviously, like all social media,
0: there is that opportunity for some quite horrible people to say some quite horrible things um, to trolls. I guess. Um, have Have you experienced anything like that? So I know you said you haven't had your videos duetted, so that part hasn't happened. Have you been told mm. at all?
1: I think anybody who puts themselves out there on social media platforms, unfortunately, some people think that gives them, you know, permission to say whatever they like about you. And as we all know, social media isn't regulated very well at all. Um, anybody can come and say anything really. And, you know, us being dental professionals, we have to maintain a professional image. Of course, we can't really, you know, come back to anything that's negative. So that's really difficult. And I'm by nature, a very sensitive person. I'm very, uh, you know, I take everything literally. So anything that's said to me, I take it on board, whether it's an opinion or advice, I take it on board. Um, and initially it used to really affect me. I, I can't say that I've had, really bad trolling. But I I mean, how do you really define it? Uh, I've had a lot of people, you know, if I have made spent hours making educational videos and put that out there, a lot of people would say, um, you know, this is really useful. Thank you. Lots of people would comment saying positive things. But unfortunately, if one person comes and says something negative or even neutral, that's the one that you focus on. And I think with dental professionals, we're often perfectionists. We're used to doing well, whether it's academically or otherwise, and any kind of negative comments or feedback um we can really take it to heart and and that's difficult to get used to and i think human nature is that we're very sensitive you know we we can't just ignore negative comments just because you put yourself out there on social media doesn't mean that you're immune to it um but having said that i've gotten a lot better i've gotten much much better and i had a point where i realized that actually if i'm going to be affected by the negativity um then i should just not be on social media and and that's what I should do. Um, and you know, the negativity isn't always by the public. Unfortunately, sometimes it could be by colleagues. Um, you know, even sometimes your friends that you thought might be very supportive, supportive of you, aren't. And you know, I think at some point I just decided that I wasn't going to take anything personally. Everything, everyone has a reason for what they do, and you know, I'm not responsible for other people's behavior. So, I can only do my best, and that's that's what I can do. And I'm always 100% honest and transparent with my content Mm -hmm. and yeah I think if if you're going to be worried about what other people say about you or trolling be it from the public or from colleagues Mm -hmm. then really you should you should just not be on social media because as we know it can really really affect Mm -hmm. um, your mental health and your performance so yeah if if you can't develop that Quotation marks, thick skin. Then maybe social media isn't isn't for you.
0: Yeah, um, I think you said some really good stuff there. Um, as, uh, as we all know, dental profession is quite um, vulnerable anyway when it comes to sort of uh, mental health concerns and things like that. Um, so the last thing that that people people need and, and clinicians need is is that more stress um, on top of what they already have to handle. Um, but it's just such a shame because you know obviously you've got a big following here on TikTok and and it's 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 horrible that it's, it's almost inevitable that somebody will say something to you um, or anybody who has any kind of following on any platform. And it's such, it, it doesn't justify it. You know, I think people think that once you, you have this following, that it's just something that you sort of have to have to deal with because you've got it, which I know you're saying that it's going to happen, but it's just, it's such a shame that that's a, that, that you're right basically. Uh, because yeah. it, is, it is going to happen and um, and I can imagine it, it does take its toll and what you have to do is kind of look past it and, and ignore it um, otherwise it's just gonna,
1: yeah.
0: just gonna bring you down
1: yeah and as we know a lot of a lot of times it's not people who you know it's somebody hiding behind a fake username and, a, and an empty profile so it could be anyone and I was actually thinking about this the other day you know as as human beings we all have our um, impressions. We all have our opinions that we form of people, of situations. Mm. It's thing thinking negative things about somebody or something, but it's another thing to actually come and say right. it. And I can't imagine what kind of person would do that. So, you know, it's just it's just one of those things. Unfortunately, it does happen. Um, but yeah, like you said, just because there is a following and you put yourself out there, it doesn't mean that you're, you know, you should be yeah. uh, vulnerable to it, and it should happen.
0: Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, I think social media is a bit of a double-edged sword in that respect. And it is, as you can appreciate, it's so valuable and, and so important when it comes to uh, getting across the right messages. So obviously you're using it to, to put across these, these messages and sort of um, make sure that, that the people are, know the right things about dentistry because there's so much out there now. I think I saw one of your videos, for example, when there were those stories that were coming out about the veneers. That people were getting done abroad and you were saying, you know, this isn't something necessarily you should be going to get done. And these are the dangers involved. And and that's great because people wouldn't know this otherwise. Um, and you're yeah. helping to communicate that information to the public and and helping
1: them stay healthy and spend their money in the
0: right way. Um, yeah.
1: And you know I'm so glad you mentioned that video because I that is the one video that went super viral. It was on Lad Bible, Uni, Lad Daily Mail, The Sun. It was one of the trending news uh, on Apple News. And I'm so glad that it got the exposure that it needed. And it's, I think, around 9 million views at this point. But it's, you know, on TikTok, there's, like like we mentioned, there's a lot of trending videos going around and people put their own spin on it. And this going abroad to get, you know, quotation marks veneers became a trending thing. And it was so dangerous to watch and, and so, so dangerous and so just concerning to watch because it was people giving each other advice. You know, it was young people who weren't dental professionals giving each other completely incorrect information and it was so worrying and I was just watching these videos uh, reading through the comments and you know a feature of TikTok is that when a video goes viral or in, in whatever video your your followers can tag you in it to get your opinion on it and I get that a lot from people who tag me in various videos to see you know whether the information is actually correct or not and that was the yeah, so that was one of the videos that kept coming up, and a lot of people tagged me in it, and that's why I, I created that video talking about it. But it's so dangerous because misinformation can spread so quickly, and you know, if it's something to do with like you know DIY tie dyeing or cutting your hair, cutting your hair, fine, like it's not irreversible damage, even if you do it wrong, you know, nothing major is going to happen. But with something like your teeth you know that you're really going to regret that when you're a little bit older (laughs) so and and, you know and I think uh, there was a lot of not a lot but there was a fair bit of backlash from people saying well you know dentistry is expensive in the UK and I was like you know actually that that money that you're spending which seems like a fraction of the money that you would spend here actually in terms of financial and biological burdens in the long run that's going to end up costing you a lot more not to mention the pain um, and the grief that you'll go through with that. So what we do here, yes, it might be a little bit more expensive, but it's, you know, longevity is very different. It's very conservative. If anything goes wrong, you know, mm. we're right here, we can fix it. So I'm glad that video got the exposure that it needed, but there's so many videos like that, similar to that circulating around TikTok. And I think it's so important to get the right information across, um, for people. Absolutely. I mean, this is it, isn't
0: it? It's it's there to spread the wrong information, and it's there to spread the right information, and it's <laughs> just making sure that there's there's less of the former and more of the latter. Um, I think because so- like social media, I think particularly when it comes to things like teeth, is people want good teeth, right? You know, it, we're in such sort of an aesthetically led world now. Um, Instagram, um, TikTok, people want to look a certain way, which is fantastic. Um, if they're getting it in the right in the right way, if that makes sense. But if people are, are sharing ideas on how to do it yourself, how to get things quickly, so teeth whitening, for example, people want instantly white teeth. They don't want to have to pay hundreds of pounds to have it, have it done over the, over the course of a number of weeks. They want them there. And then and if people were telling, right, you can get white teeth in one day, if you do this, unfortunately people are going to jump straight on that. So yeah. it, it's, it's unsurprising that, um, that these things happen but what i was really it's really good to hear that people are sort of drawing your attention to these things that they want spoken about that's really interesting that they're they're tagging you in in um in 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 videos that perhaps might be sort of yeah tagged onto some some concerns there that's nice there are a
1: lot of there's there's a lot of videos going around on tiktok to do with oil pulling whitening your teeth with turmeric like stuff that it just doesn't match common sense i don't understand but unfortunately you know again with tiktok any video can go viral so if some random person is on there saying you know rub charcoal on your teeth and your teeth will be bright white people will follow that people as you said they want a quick fix so they'll start sharing that and that video will go viral so i'm yes i'm glad that at this point i have a big enough following for people to tag me in these videos to get my opinion on it and i I, you know i usually set aside a day for tiktok and i just go through these videos saying nope don't do this don't do this don't (laughs) do this." but um i'm very conscious to not be that nagging person who's just saying don't do these things but you know like there's people on this like sanding down their teeth with sandpaper like i shouldn't have to <laughs> go on tiktok to tell you not to do that but unfortunately these videos do exist on, on they do on
0: they do and and people trust what they see and hear and people you know you can manipulate these videos to make anything look a certain way if you want to so if you're sitting there and in 60 seconds you've been told that you can have you know straight teeth if you use this or white teeth if you use that it's it's so accessible and people of all ages will listen and they're impressionable yeah. and it can be it can be quite um, quite dangerous. But like th- that's why people like you are, are, are brilliant for social media because you can help to put the right information out there. Um, that's obviously having a massive impact. I mean, the fact that that video got so many views just goes to show that people do listen. Um, <laughs> we might not think they do, but they do, yeah. they do listen. Hopefully, yeah. um, but no, it's, it's it's important. I think um yeah but um I mean moving on sort of away from not away from dentistry so I always I I try to finish the podcast off with a question that that does move away from dentistry so we'll get there in a second but I we haven't really sort of covered how you got into dentistry in the first place (laughs) (laughs) so so how did you yeah why was then why did you choose dentistry as a career
1: So I had really positive experiences as a child uh, with the dentist. I just remember this really clean, bright environment. I had a really nice dentist. He used to give me a lollipop after every session and uh, which we don't do anymore. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I didn't need any major treatment uh, as such. So I always had good experiences Mm -hmm. at the dentist and, you know, I um, was very much into science and I was also quite creative. So um, dentistry seemed interesting. I did my work experience and it just went from there. I didn't really have any dentists in the family that inspired me as such, but my parents were very supportive and they initially left, essentially left me to make, make my own decision. Um, my brother was studying medicine when I applied to dentistry and I just knew that I didn't want to do medicine. Um, I think if I'd done medicine, I'd just be in a corner crying for my entire career and, that somehow didn't seem appealing to me. So yeah, it, it was just a, a series of things that led to it. And luckily I got in um, and yeah, I've never looked back.
0: Have you got, is it a particular part of it that you like more than others? Is there anything that you're particularly
1: interested in? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think the more I do have certain things, the more uh, I like them. So initially when I graduated, Um, I just did my VT dental core training and I was just kind of taking it step-by-step and I thought maybe I wanted a career in orthodontics. Um, and I actually applied to specialty training in orthodontics and the year that I applied, there weren't very many places. Um, so I didn't get in, I think there was about 14 places and I got ranked 15th, like something ridiculous, like near miss. But I always take that as a sign. I'm a big believer of things happen for a reason. Um, so I kind of took that and went into practice and, um, I think when you're in hospital, there's a lot of negativity and negative perception of general dentistry in practice. And that's what I kept hearing, unfortunately, but for me and my personality practice is where I prefer to be. I don't like hospital dentistry. Um, and really over the last few years, I've learned that actually you can make it what you want. You don't have to do everything. Um, obviously you have to work hard and you have to have the appropriate training and um I don't know if luck has to do with it but you it's preparation and opportunity uh, a lot of the time but yeah I've just realized that you can make it what you want I really like um you know cosmetic restorative dentistry with an orthodontic element to it um just because of the impact that that has on the patient, you know, if you do a filling at the back, no one really thanks you. Even if you make a really nice, pretty filling that you take before and after shots of, and you're particularly proud of the anatomy or whatever, the patient doesn't really care. But if you change their front teeth, be it as simple as whitening, it really makes a big impact to them. And I've always loved, you know, like makeovers before and afters that kind of thing. So I do really enjoy it and I'm just trying to learn as much as I can and, um you know that's what I seem to be focusing on um, yeah I can
0: I can understand why that's there's an there's an appeal in that and um coming from somebody who had braces when they were an early teen it is it does actually change your life like it's not a joke when people say that yeah. um uh, well I don't I mean obviously I was quite young so I don't really I don't think I really fully appreciated what was going on if you see what yeah. I mean but I mean definitely now and I've got friends who are perhaps going through orth- orthodontic treatment in their 20s and it's, it does, it does make a massive difference. So I can understand completely. I always wonder what I would be interested in if, if I'd pursued dentistry. And I, whenever people talk to me about orthodontics and, and teeth whitening and things like that, I do think actually I completely understand why that's so satisfying to see the differences that you can make and, and how, how it um, impacts people's lives. Um, yeah. And
1: it's it- it's one thing seeing other people's before and afters on social media. It's another thing to do it yourself and be proud of what you've done and to have gone through that journey with a patient. It's, it's really special. Yeah. It's really special.
0: Yeah. I mean, it sort of um, taps in on what you said earlier, these people come back. So in general dentistry, obviously you see people coming through yearly, same sort of thing. You've seen them from the start of the journey right to the end and knowing that you're the one who helps them with that. um, It must be, must, yeah, it must be a nice feeling to go home at night made a difference yeah, you
1: can um, kind of pat yourself on the back <laughs>
0: <laughs> definitely and it's well deserved well deserved um but i mean if, if you couldn't have gone into dentistry um this could be i mean you know you can go as unrealistic or sort of as high as you want in terms of sort of what you what would you have wanted to do um if it wasn't dentistry
1: yeah you know, it's funny you ask that because i genuinely did consider two very different career paths and luckily my parents weren't the type to force me into one they left it entirely to myself to decide and one of them was dentistry the other was something to do with design and fashion Um, something entirely different but it's something that I also love and I have been creative from a young age but you know I think there's a certain dentistry stress does take over your life at some point so you're possibly less creative um, than you used to be Um, but yeah that's genuinely what I considered because I love the sort of aesthetic world I mean I love dentistry I really do but one aspect that I really really don't enjoy is the fact that you can't really be glamorous in your day-to-day dentistry life you know when you're Doing your treatments, you're wearing scrubs, your hair is tied back. And, like, especially now with all the PP, you know, you look like you've been to war after you finish like a two, three hour composite bonding session. So, that's the one thing that I really don't like with dentistry. I would have loved to have a profession where I kind of can just rock up in like a dress and with like, you know, my yeah. nails done with my hair like blow dried, freshly <laughs> blow dried, like nice makeup that's not like transferred yeah. onto the mask straight away. Yeah, no, um, I don't. Right. But yeah, I think with, with dentistry, the, the good thing is that you can make it what you want. So at some stage, I hope my ambition is to turn into that glamorous side of dentistry so I don't, yeah. you don't have to look like I've just gone from every day.
0: You can definitely have both of those. No reason why not.
1: No reason why yeah, not. Yeah, just as long as you're not doing clinical dentistry whilst wearing a pencil set because that's very difficult to do. I've, I've done it before and it's very not, not ladylike at all. <laughs> but you're right though with
0: the PPE these days as well it just adds that extra element of oh and also the summer coming up I'm hoping as this year goes on fingers crossed with the vaccines and everything you can start hopefully strip yourself of some of it
1: yeah last year was really really difficult especially when we had that heat wave of just wearing scrubs gowns and we wear this respirator hood that's really heavy and you know kind of it's just not very pleasant but we get through it and if it means we can stay open then that's that's what we have to focus exactly. on. exactly
0: that's the bottom line um unfortunately but um yeah hopefully hopefully those kinds of requirements can become less of a requirement as we start to get out of this <laughs> which will happen at some point I'm eventually sure. yeah. eventually <laughs> exactly <laughs> but um thank you so much for, for taking time out of your day to talk to me today My Um pleasure and yeah no it's been really interesting really really interesting Especially for me because like i said i haven't really spoken to to anybody who's who's um sort of really got on my well old tiktok um, and i had so many questions so uh i mean i have more questions but i'm just gonna have to
1: round it off now <laughs> i'll be happy so to much. answer them whenever you like thank you so much for having thank me you. it's been thank such a pleasure and it's so nice to be on this side and be able to relax and not have to worry about editing it now <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you thanks